Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Book of Matthew chapter 25. We've been speaking a series called More. Everyone say more. How many want more? You want more out of life. You want more, uh, need more finances, need more patience, need more blessing. We, We all want more out of life. Jesus even said that I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Matthew chapter 25, starting in verse 14, it says this. This is the parable of the talents. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them with whose property? Whose property? His property. Come on, talk to me. Whose property is it? The master's giving it to servants. It's not theirs, it's his. He's giving them access, not ownership. And he entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. Each according to his ability. Then he went away. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready for more. I want you to notice something here. Is that the master has given a talent, given finances is what this talent is. And if you were to base that talent on today's economy... And you were to take that talent of gold that this landowner is giving to his servants. You're looking that every talent equaled out to $1.4 million. Now that talent doesn't seem so scarce. Now you're realizing he's not just giving them a little amount of money. But to one he's given 1.4 if it's based on a talent of gold, 1.4 to one individual, 2.8 to another, and do the math on the last one, all right? We're talking seven, almost $7 million to the last individual. So each one is given what? According to what? To their ability. I want you to know right now that you, what you're doing right now is your audition for more. What you are doing with the resources, the talents, the treasures that God has given to you, your current assignment is your current audition for more. And so if you're complaining about not having more in life, what really the reality is, is that stop complaining about what you lack and start maximizing what you have. Say it again, Pastor. I need you to know that many of us are complaining about not having enough in life. But we're not maximizing what God's given to us. God is a God of more. God is a God that you take a look throughout the word. Listen to this. In Romans 8, he says we are more than conquerors. John 10, he says to to have life and life more abundantly. Ephesians 3, he tells us infinitely more he wants to give to us. Exodus, he tells us more than enough. Matthew 10, more valuable. Mark 4, shall more be given unto you. John 15, bring forth more fruit. Acts chapter 5, and more were added to the church daily. 
daily. Second Chronicles, much more than this. Second Kings, more than there are more for us than against us. In the book of Psalms 115, he shall increase you more and more. It is God's idea to give you more. God is a God of more. You don't want more because you're greedy. God wants to give you more because God's good. Somebody say amen. amen. Jesus promised more for our life. That's God's design for your life. I need you to understand more is a mindset. Wanting more is a mindset. Wanting more out of life. You notice some people just are constantly pushing the envelope in life. They don't settle. Uh, my, my friend Kevin, you know, uh, this guy blows me away. He's constantly has a great job, but he's not looking at having a job. He's looking at making an impact. He's constantly trying to connect people. What, what am I, I want you to understand something. What I'm telling you is this. Listen, and some of you will understand what I'm going to say. I've been poor, but I've never been broke. You following me? I've been poor. I mean, I've been po. When Angie and I first got married, we were, we were broke. We ate our last meal and that we had nothing left in the house. We had a baby on the way. We had no money. We had eaten our last. We just started ministry. I was working four jobs and I still wasn't making what she was making in order to pay rent and to make ends meet. We were go- and I held on to those jobs so I could do ministry. Because I was making $300 a month as a youth pastor. And so I didn't want to let go of being a youth pastor because that was my call. See, you, you can't pay me enough to be in ministry. You can't talk to me about money when we talk about ministry. I've worked ministry for free. I've worked ministry where my, I put my family in jeopardy to make things happen. So I've been poor, but I've never been broke because broke is a mindset. You see, poverty is a mindset. It's not a financial condition. Poverty is a, is a, is a mental condition. And I, I remember, I was just sharing with you about Kevin. You know, I, Kevin Warren, the COO of, of uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and he'll hear this when he listens to our podcast. Uh, he, uh, we, he invited us out to do chapel for the Vikings. Angie and I flew out there to do chapel. And uh, he picks us up in the morning, takes us to the, to the stadium. We go through their private entrance and everything. And as he's walking through the stadium, everyone knows him. They're trying to stop me at certain points because I didn't have the right identification, I guess. And all I had to say is, I'm with Kevin. And as soon as you say that, all the security guards back off and they just let you go wherever. He takes us up to the owner's suite. That's on the 50-yard line looking over the, the field. And then he takes us to an adjacent restaurant, adjacent uh, bar area that they have there. And there's an event going on there because Kevin's just brokered a deal between an Italian watch company and the Vikings to make them the official watch of the Minnesota Vikings. And so what they do by going into this partnership, they have all these gorgeous watches on display in the middle of this restaurant. And they got salesmen with white gloves on uh, displaying them and handing them out to people and, and everything. Now, I just walked, I looked at the watches. I took a picture of the watch. But whenever the salesman looked at me, I looked the other way. <laughs> and when the lady, one of the ladies that was putting the event on, she goes, well, Pastor, have you looked at the watches? I said, yeah, I have. She goes, do you, you know, have you um, taken a look at them? I says, no. And she goes, uh, do you know how much they are? I said, no. And she goes, why not? I said, well, you know the old adage, if you have to ask how much they are, you can't afford them. 
and a brother got to know his limitations. I'm not going to just go buy a watch to try to impress someone. I'm not going to do something that's going to put me in a financial position. But we walk in there. Now, this, this is what I want you to capture, okay? I, I say all that to say this. Angie and I, we were starving, first of all. So we get in there, we serve ourselves, we sit down in the corner, dark corner of this room. And we just sit there, we, we set up camp there, and Kevin comes walking by, he goes, what? come here. He gets us up out of our seats to introduce us to people. You got the owner of the Buffalo Bills there, the owner of the Vikings there, the COO or the CEO of Target. We're not talking people with millions of dollars. We're talking about people with billions of dollars. And when I told someone the story about us sitting in the corner and and eating, someone asked me the question, and he, he says, Pastor, why were you sitting in the corner? You messed me up. So because I was hungry. And he goes, no, do you feel intimidated in that realm? I had to stop for a minute and question to see if I had a poverty mentality. I think I have a blessed mentality, but walking in in an area that operates not at the millions, but in the billions. That in that realm did I feel comfortable there. Now, by nature, I'm an introvert. I know some of you have a hard time believing that. But only in preaching do I, am I an extrovert. We go to a social gathering, I'm going to be in the corner somewhere. That's just who I am. I'm not, gonna, I'm not one that mingles a whole lot. You ask Anne, she likes to be out there saying hello to everyone and their mother. I'm just like, hey, find me a corner, I'll chill, she's out there. You know, I'm just like, but I, I had, part of it could be personality, part of it could be mentality. But I want you to understand, I recognize at that moment when the question was asked, I got to break some mentalities in my own life if I want to get to another level. My mentality's cool for the millionaire, but it's not for the billionaire. And the doors that God's going to open up in our lives are going to take us beyond the levels that we're comfortable in. And so your mentality has to change if your opportunities are going to change. Somebody say amen. So poverty is not just being without money. Poverty is a fear of being without. It's trusting money rather than God so you can be rich and still be in poverty. It hoards instead of invest. It loves to receive. It hates to give. It uses money to keep score. So it bases whether you're good or bad. It, it bases, it keeps score with people based on, I got X amount, you have X amount, so I must be better than you. Just because you have more money doesn't mean you have more character. Amen. So you can be rich and still have a poverty mentality. God wants us all not to be rich, but he does want us all to be wealthy. He wants us to prosper. In fact, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, take, take a look at this. Ecclesiastes 2, verse 11, the, the, uh, King Solomon made, the, made this co- comment here, okay? He says, when I serve... Was it that bad? He says, when I surveyed all that my hands had done... Now, now check this out. King Solomon was the richest king to ever live. They say that he made silver as common as dirt. It was just, it was so rich that it just became a common thing. Oh man, you in trouble, boy? Daddy takes you out. Jake's a big boy, too. Love him, Jake. Love him. I love your husband. 
This man had it all, had all the money in the world, had women like crazy, 300 wives, 700 concubines. That brother had a thousand ladies at his beck and call, could be with a different woman every day and not sleep with the same woman in three years. He's had it all. Now, I'm not saying you should try that. It's not where I'm going with this. But after all that my hands have done and what I had toiled to achieve, everything was, everything was meaningless. Chasing after the wind, nothing gained under the sun. I got it all, and after I got it all, I was still empty. See, Solomon was saying there has to be more. Everyone say more. He's saying there has to be more in life. And Pastor Matt told us last week that we have to increase our expectation if we want God to meet our needs. If we want God to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond, we got to raise our expectations. But let me mess with you right now. You got to recognize in the kingdom, God does things different ways. In the kingdom, if you want to be first, you got to be. If you want to be great, you got to be. If you want to be wealthy, you must be. Give and it shall be given to you. But in our society, it's about hoard. Get, get everything I can get. Don't take it from me. I want more. Let me, let me. We're, we're, it's all about holding on because in this thing, the kingdom, you want to be first, be last. You want to be great, learn to serve. You want to become wealthy, become generous. It doesn't make sense, but I want you to know Jeremiah 29 11, God says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Everyone say prosper. Pastor Matt told us last week that that word prosper is shalom. It means peace. It means fullness. It means contentment. It means to finish one. I love this statement. To finish one's life unhappy, untroubled, and with a sense of fulfillment. When Jesus died on the cross and said, it is finished, he wasn't saying, I'm finished. He's saying, my my job is done. I completed what I came for. Man, that's how you know you, can, you had a good life. You accomplished what you're on earth for. Now, you, you can die with a lot of money and still be broke morally. It's a sense of wholeness. Jesus died with shalom. Now, I'm going to take you somewhere this morning in the next few minutes, so stay with me. Listen fast so I'll talk fast, okay? But I want to take you somewhere on this. I want to challenge you in, in if you want success, if you want blessing, you want to be successful Stop seeking success. Let me say it again to this side. You want to be successful, stop seeking success. And start seeking value. Become valuable. What do I mean? Who's this lady right here? Who's that? Serena Williams. What's she known for? All you have to do is just show her picture. Her name ain't even up there, and y'all know who she is. Why? Because you saw she's become valuable in an area. And she don't have to chase money. People pay her to play in their tournaments. They pay her more when she wins. Who's this? What's he known for? Actor? What what did he do before acting, those of you? 
He, he was a rapper before. He was a musician. He was a singer. He was a, he was a rapper. And so he got great at, 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 at a musician, as a musician. And then from there, he took it to another level as an actor. He put all his giftings to use. So Will Smith, who's this person? Oh, don't get mad. Don't hate Sister Sandra. You're like your son. Mr. Celtic over here. Who is it? That's LeBron James. What's LeBron known for? For basketball. Who's this guy? Bill Gates. What's he known for? Microsoft and philanthropists. He's gotten so, gotten so much money. He's like, I got to give stuff away. Now, who's this person? Mother Teresa, humanitarian. This lady, you just see her face. She knows value. What about this person? Hopefully you know him. I couldn't find a better picture of Jesus. I'm sorry. That's the best one I could find. Savior, Son of God, I am the bread of life. I am the door. I am the true vine. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus was valued. Now, I need you to understand that when you have value, money will find you. You won't have to find it. Oh, come on, somebody. My question to you is this. What do people think of when your name comes up? If I put your picture up there, what would people cry out? Oh, generous, loving, forgiving, shysty, backbiter, gossiper, stab you in the back. What do people think of when your name's mentioned? It's about becoming valuable. What are you adding when you come? What do you bring with you in what you do? What are you excelling at in your life? And if it's a mom, then be the best mom that you could be. If you're a father, be the best dad. Let's bring some value to this world and whatever that we're putting our hands to. So let me give you a key to financial breakthrough. Let me give you a key in the aspect of uh, of kingdom uh, finances, of financial freedom. Let me give you a principle this morning that we're, we're going to jump from. It's called the principle of management. Everyone say management. management. Now, that, that sounds like a bad word because when we think management, we don't think leader. I don't want to be a manager. I want to be a leader. I want to be... But there's a principle in the Bible called management. Turn your Bibles with me to Genesis 20, uh, chapter 2, verse 4. We're going to take off somewhere here, okay? Genesis chapter 2, Verse 4, it's right after Genesis chapter 1, and this Bible belongs to, okay? So Genesis chapter, chapter 2, verse 4, it gives, chapter 1 tells us when the earth, the days of creation. Chapter 2 kind of goes back and starts it over again. It gives you an explanation of what happened in chapter 1. Are you following me? So Genesis chapter 2, verse 4 says this. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. When the Lord made the heavens and the earth, verse 5, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God, who did? The Lord God had not yet sent rain to the earth. Now, in order to grow things, you needed water, right? In order for plants to grow, water has to be sent. But God held back the rain. Okay? So God's stopping growth. God's not allowing progress. God's not allowing increase. God's not allowing more. You following me? So it was 
and there were no people to cultivate the soil. That's the key. There was no man. God created it, and then he hinders it. That doesn't make sense. I create it, then I stop it. I create it, and then I don't allow anything to grow. Why? Because God recognized that he didn't allow growth increase because there was no man to take care of it. See, there's a principle at work here of, that's called management. God doesn't allow growth where there's no management. Let me say that again. Where there is no management, there's no growth. Where you, everything God produced, God created to, for it to reproduce, but God doesn't allow growth here. Why? Because there's a foundation that God does not allow something to grow without management. So principle number one, where there is no growth, where there is no management. Number one, there is no growth where there is no management. See, you're, you're wanting God to bless you. You want more in your life. But if you do not know how to manage it, God's not going to allow it to grow. That word cultivate, everyone say cultivate. means to work, serve, do business, or to manage, to get things done, to, to, to do business. I love the last part of that. It says to be a worshiper. That blew me away, man. To do work, to serve, to do business, to manage, and to be a worshiper. That, that last one doesn't seem to fit, Sean. Just doesn't seem like it. Ha, to work, to do business, to manage. Let me explain that to you. When a bird flies, God gets glory. When a fish swims, God gets glory. When a tree grows... God gets glory because whatever they do, what they were created to do, it brings God glory when that thing that was created does what it was created. Oh, you, you ain't hearing me. When the sun shines, when the moon reflects, it is giving God glory because it's telling everyone, hey, look at what I'm doing. I'm doing what I was created to do. Oh, you, you, ain't, you ain't catching me now. When you begin to do the things that God created you, when you doctor, when you get in there and do those things, you are showing the world, look how awesome God is. Because you were designed for that. You were fashioned for that. And more than putting your hands up and singing a song, we call that worship. That's not worship. Worship is when you do what God created you to do, and you do it at a high level. Somebody say amen. That's what a worshiper is. That's what cultivating is. See, management, let me give you a a definition of management. It means to effectively and correctly use the resources made available to you in a timely manner. Timely manner is important. In order to increase value. So when I manage something, I take the resources, abilities, and talents God's given me. And in a timely manner, I put them to work to make them better. Oh, you, you didn't hear me. Father, you're in that family not just to be married into that family. You're in that family to make that family better. That's why you're there. Mom, you didn't have them kids just to have kids. You had them kids to make those kids in the world better. With your children. Are you hearing me? 
You're not in the city that you're in, the community you're in, the neighborhood you're in by accident. You're there because you're there to make it better. You're not in the business you're in by accident. God placed you in that business to make that business better. You got to manage that business. You got to manage that job. You got to manage that, that, that educational institution. You are there to make it better. You, it doesn't belong to me. When I manage something, I'm saying it doesn't belong to me. Listen, I don't care how much you have your name on your car, how much you have your name on your house, how much you have your name on your birth certificate. Your life's not your own. Your house is not your own. Your car's not your own because everything you own belongs to God. It ain't yours. God just entrusted it to you. Then when it comes time to offering, you're like, no, I ain't giving that. Got enough to give to God. You see, that's where poverty steps in. How much is too much? I know billionaires that love God and trust God. The moment you make too much is the moment you stop trusting in God and start trusting in your money. That's when it's too much. Then God says, okay, you don't need me anymore? Let me take you back down to a time where you could trust me. I'm telling God, you can trust me still, bro. We still good. I got room. I got room. I'm ready to go. You can trust me. You tr- I trusted you when I was broke because I had no other choice but not to trust you. I, what was I going to lose when I had nothing to trust you? But as we're gained, you know what? I'm still going to trust him because I need him. Somebody say Amen. The parable of the talents, he's saying, God, can, can, you, can you handle what someone else is? You want your own, but can you handle what someone else is? Can you manage yourself? Can you manage your family? Can you manage your relationships? Can you manage the property you have, the business that you're running, or your resources? Can you do that? Number two, principle number two. Are you still with me? I'm going to close in a moment, so if the worship team can help me. Principle number two. God doesn't give us what we pray for. He gives us what we can manage. I want this. God, would you bless me with this? God, would you please right now? You said, my God, that you would, you would give us anything that our hearts desire, anything that we ask for, and we're praying for things, and you haven't got it yet. Then you get ticked at God. And God is like, wait a minute, I'm a manager. I just don't throw things out to people that can't handle it. I would be foolish to give you something you can't handle. That's like me giving, giving my two-year-old uh, daughter when they were born, giving them keys to a new car. That's not a good dad. That's a foolish father. Because if I gave her that car, she could end up killing herself and other people, messing with it. She's not at a level where she could handle the blessing. The blessing becomes a curse when you're not prepared for it. And so you're praying for things you're not ready for to manage. So God doesn't give you what you pray for. He gives you what you can manage. That's why, how many are praying for a million dollars? Don't raise your hands. I want to win the lottery. Pastor, I'll win the lottery. I'm going to buy you a church. Man, you can't even tie the $10 that's in your pocket. You're stingy with the dollar, and you want to tell me you're going to bless God when you get a million dollars? That ain't going to happen. Because the $10 in your pocket right now is your test. 
God, I want a million dollars. But you can't be faithful with the hundred dollar to tithe. So what you have right now is your audition for more. Man, I want a new car. But you can't do the, you, you don't even put air in the tires that you have right now. You ain't washed that car in months. It's dirty. You got garbage all piled up in it. I want a new house. But you're destroying your rental. You can't take care of what belongs to someone else and you want your own. You're over here. I want to be a business owner. God, I want my own business. But you show up to work late every day. You can't be faithful to someone else's and you want your own. Man, God, give me more people to lead, more people to manage it. You can't take care of the people you got right now. Lord, I want to get married. I want a wife. And you mistreat your girlfriend. We, we touched a button on that one somewhere. Everyone say hallelujah. So you want kids, but you ain't got time for your spouse. You want a ministry, but you can't serve where you're at right now. You see, how you manage what you have right now is your audition for more. What are you doing with what you have right now? You see, your answered prayer, follow me on this, your answered prayer is relegated by your capacity to manage it. So I want more, but if I don't increase my capacity for it to manage it, I'm not going to get more. So you keep praying for more, and God keeps, you keep saying, well, God's not answering my prayer. No, he did. Let me help you. I've been sent by God this morning to let you know. God said no until you learn to manage what you have. I got a question for you as we get ready to close. Can you handle what you're asking for? Will it take you closer to God or will it pull you away? If you get the very thing you've been praying for, will it draw you closer to God or will it pull you farther away from God? Because some of y'all, if you got what you are praying for right now, your marriage would be over in a week. Your family would fall apart. Your relationship with God would be totally destroyed. Because you can't manage it right now. And God knows that if I give it to you, it'll destroy you. Principle number three, as I close. God expects us to get the maximum out of the minimum. Are you maximizing what you have right now? You see, it's abuse when we complain of lack when we're not maximizing what we have. Oh, I got to say that again. You're over here complaining about not having enough, that God hasn't blessed you, but you're not maximizing what God has given you. You're not utilizing the things that God's given to you right now. I just talked to a couple outside that says, you know, Pastor, we're we're, we're trying to uh, get ahead. We're trying to make things work financially. And I love what he says. He says, you know what? I'm thinking about just driving Uber. That's maximizing what you have. I'm trying to make the ends meet. I got a car. I got gas. I got insurance. When I got free time, let me drive. Well, what, are my, what are my friends going to say? They think I'm successful. Forget your friends. You're not there trying to impress anybody. I'm trying to take care of my family. I'm trying to maximize what I have. I'm trying to take what God has given me and do the best I can with what I have. Some of you complaining about being broke. But you got closets full of clothes and shoes that you ain't never worn. Have a yard sale. 
Get rid of that stuff. I've been, you know, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to fit back into those things, Pastor. Please. Man, you had them pants since high school and you didn't fit into them then. Just let it go, bro. Let it go, bro. Sell it on eBay. Do something, man. But you know what? You, you, you have everything you need to succeed. You just have to maximize it, utilize it. Everything you need is there. The parable of the talents was the master expecting them to utilize what he gave them. And I'm a firm believer that in our lives, it's not lack of resource. It's lack of motivation. We're just lazy, folks. Listen to me. Church, you can't pray out the process. I don't care how spiritual you are. You can't pray out the process. Lord, I want to be rich. God, just bless me. Not process. God, just bless me. Just let a million dollars fall from heaven. Process. Because if I give it to you in your condition, you're going to lose it. You ever seen the people that win the lottery? Statistics show that most in four years are broke. In fact, they say if we were to take all the money in the world from the rich and then distribute it evenly among everyone in the, in the world, that in less than two years, the rich will be rich again, the poor will be poor again, and the middle class will be middle class again. Why? Mentality. Management. I want you to stand to your feet as I ask you this last question. Are you maximizing what God is providing you? Come on, think about it right now. I just want you to ask this question. Are you maximizing what God's given to you right now? Are you doing the best with what God gave you in your mind, your resources, and your talents? Pastor Catalina is gangster, man. She, she's just a straight G when it comes to, to making money girl creating t-shirts slinging them on the, the corner of the streets on you know look at my next design we, we come up our church logo next thing I know our church logo is on a shirt of hers and she's trying to make money off the church I'm like hey girl hold on hold on hold on a second nah nah da, 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 da. She, she, she's just working it she's it may not she's not even what she's doing what she's showing she'll take my resources and make money I can't hate on that She's trying to make things work. You know what? She's the one that's going to get those five talents, turn them into ten, and then take the one I got left. Stop complaining about those that are blessed because they've maximized what God's gave them. Can we stop hating? And we can start maximizing. Take what God gave you. And if you look and you say, God, I want more. I want more. You, you, I, I deserve more. Prove it. Get yours. Maximize your resources. Develop your talents. 
Begin to utilize the resources that God's blessed you with. Take a look in that closet. Begin to take some things out. Begin to look at your resources, your friends, your connections, and start putting to use the giftings, the talents, the abilities, the treasures that God gave you. Because you have everything you need to succeed. It's in you. It's in you. God gave you those talents. God gave you those abilities. Man, Doc, worship God. Worship God as you do what God called you to do. Nothing higher than that. Because when we do what we were created to do, God gets glory. Let's do the second level of worship by lifting our hands right now. Highest is by walking out our purpose. Let's invite God to unlock our potential right now. God, increase our capacity this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.